it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's time for your raw review for May 3rd, 2021. I can't believe it's already May. Where's here gone so far? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, not gonna lie. Raw wasn't bad today. It was it was it was pretty decent. Definitely a big comeback from the last few weeks. Uh, we are two weeks away from WrestleMania Backlash. So storylines are getting pretty decent, starting to build towards the pay-per-view. And there's interesting twists and turns and might be some new... Feuds on the horizon. And we actually got some wrestlers we have not seen on television actually get a little bit of airtime tonight. And a big a big reveal return, or at least through vignette. So we'll get to that. And um, the anger that that stirred within the internet wrestling community, because, you know, Somebody breathes the wrong way, and the IWC decides to just go absolutely apeshit. <laughs> because, you know, that's what they do. But we'll get to that momentarily. But we'll just get right to the show. So, starting off, we were unsure what was going to be our main event tonight. It was either going to be Raw, uh, Braun Strowman. Or Drew McIntyre taking on Bobby Lashley. And they had a segment from earlier in the day where they were in Adam Pierce's office and everybody was there and they decided to flip a coin <laughs> to determine who would be the challenger. Well, Braun ended up winning. So our main event tonight was set. Braun versus Lashley, and Lashley out to prove that he can beat everybody one-on-one -on -one before the pay-per-view. So, we'll get to that. But our in-ring competition started off with a team that we have not seen since WrestleMania, 
That is your Raw Tag Team Champions and AJ Styles and Omos. And they defended their titles against the former champions, the New Day. Now, it's it's always customary to have a nice little promo before a match, uh, especially one involving New Day. And New Day doing what they do. And it was nice to see Omas pretty uh, take charge. Um, he didn't need to get a verbal. He didn't need to get a uh, a cue from Woods to start speaking his lines. But you know, he still he still knew. He still learned. It's fine. It wasn't completely obvious, but it was obvious. <laughs> um, but Omas, you know, he delivered his lines and he did a decent job. And you know, with more time and more experienced. I'm sure that'll become easier for him. But the match itself was uh, was good. It actually started off with Omas, uh, with AJ standing at Rinksa or standing on the on the apron, and New Day could do nothing. They they could not they could not chip away at Omas. No matter what they tried, he could just dominate both of them. So uh, AJ gets so excited that he calls for a high five. Of course, Omos, you know, obliges. And the ref's like, tag. And I'm like, well, well, well there's your first mistake. <laughs> AJ trying to back. I'm like, no, no, just a high five. And the ref's like, nah, it's our tag. It's, it's a tag. You, you, you're good to go. <laughs> and, of course, AJ gets in the ring. And tries to, you know, send Omas out so he can tag her back in. But Woods grabs him beforehand, tries to roll him up for a pin. AJ obviously gets out of it, but it's on. Woods and Kofi took their turns beating up on AJ. Eventually almost able to get back in the ring. And put it, pretty much put it away. Dominated both of them. AJ tags himself in. Tags himself in, drops a phenomenal forearm on Woods, and that's the end. So, champs retain. We move forward. But there are a lot of tag teams in um, or on on Raw. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, earlier in the day, it had been determined that we would have a rematch for the Raw Women's Championship at at WrestleMania Backlash uh, between Rhea Ripley and Asuka. But more on that later. Um, We we have a bit of a situation going on with Sonya Deville. She seems to be overstepping, you know, what her amount of power that she has. And clearly Adam Pierce has had enough of this. So they're they're kind of going at odds, especially with the fact that Sonya seems to be pretty much Charlotte's puppet at this point. So I really, really hope that this ends up turning into either Sonya becomes the GM of Raw and Adam goes to SmackDown or 
possibly something different after a certain segment that happened later tonight revolving around uh, Lily and uh, Miss Bliss. But I'll get to that a little bit later. So, that bombshell that I talked about, about that big return via vignette, and this... This was a... a, I'd say a mixed bag, but it was about 90-10 in the negative way. We had ourselves a return vignette for Eva Marie. Now, those of you who followed wrestling a while back... Eva Marie was a valet who tried to become an actual wrestler. Not the best. (laughs) Um, God bless her, though. She was trying. It just... The crowd really just hated her. I was always a fan. Um, I, I applauded the fact that she was trying and legitimately trying. Like she would always train and she would go to different wrestlers to try to help her out. And I understood what she was trying to do. And I never really liked the fact that people just didn't give a shit and they just booed her out of the sake of booing her. But I have to also give props to Eva Marie because whenever they would boo, she'd soak it in. She got a reaction. Whether it was go away heat or not, she got a reaction, and that's what you want. So she played off of it. She's a big old heel. And, of course, as she was training, she was getting better and getting better and getting better. And then right before she left, she had some of the best matches of her career. So... Now that she's back, she went out and she started doing her own stuff, getting more confidence, and now apparently is the time that time to bring her back. So, of course, a lot of people complaining about the fact that, you know, they fired the Iconics and Mickey James and Chelsea Green, and they bring back Eva Marie. Well, yes and no. I believe Eva was signed months ago, and they just kept it hush-hush because, you know, obviously they wanted tonight to be the night to drop the bombshell that she was back. Um, People are also saying that this new evolution is exactly how the Emolution was back when Emma first came to the main roster. People are just stretching for whatever they can. To complain about this. I get it. You don't like Eva Marie. A lot of people don't like Eva Marie. So, okay, you're going to bitch about it. Whatever. It is what it is. I've been a fan because she actually proved that she wants to do this. She stepped away to do her other ventures. And now she's back. If she has the same amount of um, determination and grit that she had at the end of her run, then... I think she might surprise a lot of people, and I will sit back and I will enjoy watching everybody go. Oh my god, I was wrong. Maybe you know she she'll uh, she'll be going for championships now, and blah 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 blah. I'll sit back and I'll enjoy it because it'd be like, look, she proved herself, and it's about time you guys get back on the bandwagon. So it is what it is. After that, we had a. Uh, an interesting segment in the back. 
Um, because if you remember from last week, when I talked about things that were silly that should never have happened, well, we talked about the tomato incident with New Day, um, Elias, Jackson Riker, is and Morrison. Well, this week, they kind of kept going with that a little bit. Um, with Elias and Jackson Riker having tomatoes, more rotten tomatoes, I should say, and they noticed Kofi and Biggie, I'm uh, sorry, Kofi and Xavier Woods nursing their injuries from the match that they had earlier in the night. Well, they decided, uh, they being Jackson Riker and uh, Elias, they were gonna get their revenge. Well, they started throwing the tomatoes, but unfortunately, none of them reached Kofi or Woods because Randy Orton had decided that he wanted to walk through that frame at that exact moment. So Randy ends up getting tomatoed, wipes his face off, which had a big old tomato splat right, right in the face. And then who comes by? Matt Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> on a scooter, scoots by, goes, hi, Randy. Just keeps on, you know, rolling around. So I immediately was just like, well, I got to tweet this to know the ropes. My buddy Sam over there, he's enjoying this immensely. And I also knew that eventually they were going to have a tag match between those four and lo and behold, later in the night, they certainly did. But we'll also get to that segment before that match that, for me, cemented this tag team as one of my new favorites. And uh, But yeah, we'll get to that. After that, lovely little segment. <laughs> we had more women's action with Charlotte taking on and defeating Dana Brooke. Um, <laughs> early in the match, trash talking from Charlotte, telling Dana that Dana is still her little bitch, and it was quite comical. Um, Dana, like I said, does lose. She taps out to the figure eight. Charlotte refuses to take hold, uh, to let go of the hold. So Mandy comes in and kicks Charlotte square in the ribs for Charlotte to remove, uh, to, to relinquish the figure eight. But after that, Sonya Deville comes back out. And remember how I mentioned that Rhea and, and Asuka were having a, a singles match for the Royal Women's Championship? Well, Charlotte worked her uh, manipulative magic, and Sonya folded like a house of cards and added Charlotte to the match. So now Charlotte, Asuka... And Rhea Ripley will take on one another in a women's triple threat match for the Raw tag for the Raw Championship. Sheamus was uh, also in the back, was about to have uh, or head to the ring so he could have another open challenge, but he was <sighs> as he was heading. Towards the ring, he noticed that Umberto was having an interview. Umberto saying that, you know, he's going to continue to answer this open challenge until Sheamus gives him the proper respect, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Sheamus decides that, 
Not going to happen. So he goes and jumps Humberto. They have a nice little brawl in the back. And then, you know, of course, Sheamus, because he got the jump on him, won that brawl. Humberto left kind of broken. (laughs) After that, we ended up having more singles action. Again, rotating around the whole tomato incident um, was uh, John Morrison with the Viz taking on Damian Priest. Uh, Priest ended up getting the win. It was a great match, but I fear that those cracks are starting to form between Ms. Morrison. So, yet again, another tag team looks like it's about to start breaking up. We then had a big signing. Mansoor, who, if you've been following main event, 205 Live, NXT, he's been kind of running through people. He was 49-0 and 0 since September of 2019, which is an impressive feat. And um, he signed his official, contact, uh, his official contract to Monday Night Raw, who is then... Introduce, who was then, yeah, introduced quickly to the U.S. champion, Seamus himself. And Seamus basically tells Mansoor, oh, so you're the big shot now, you know, big uh, the big signee. Why don't you prove yourself tonight against me? It won't be for the title, of course, but I'll put you on the map type of thing. So that match set for later. We then had Lucha House Party taking on... Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Nope. That pff, Raw had no time for entrances for this match. We come back from commercial and boop, they're already in the middle of the match. Which is kind of crazy. Um, Lucha House Party actually gets the victory. And then after that, Cedric is done. Just goes on her little rampage, little rant on Shelton, calling him the weak link of the whole thing. And he storms off, and Cedric now is by himself. They then interview Shelton Benjamin afterwards, and Shelton's like, you know why I've survived this business as long as I have? Because I can take the hit. If Cedric doesn't want to take the hit with me, then fine. He's a grown man. He can make his own decisions. But if he keeps running his mouth, he's just going to be like all the other New superstars that run in and, you know, come in and and leave, they're just going to fade away. So looks like we're heading towards a singles match between these two. And then who knows where this goes after that. Whether they're fighting for the 24-7 title or they're just stuck in catering or on main event, who knows. But it's still a travesty and they should never have broken up the herd business But that's just my two cents on that subject. So, after that, an interesting thing happened. We saw a wild Drew Kulak sighting. Uh, He started mouthing off to Angel Garza. Of course, Angel with his whole Casanova holding the rose gimmick that he's been doing for a while now. 
basically Gulak just kind of ran him into the ground talking about how, you know, his rose smells as good as his uh, win-loss record because, you know, win-loss records matter so much in WWE. <laughs> and, um, well, obviously Garza didn't like this, challenges Gulak to a match. And after the match, Garza said that he was going to take that rose and shove it up uh, Gulak's uh, derriere. Well, the match happened, and Garza won in dominating fashion, which irks me a little bit because I think Drew deserves to at least have some type of shining moment, but he probably got in one or two strikes before Garza just dominated. And then after that, while... uh, While Drew's on the on the <laughs> on the mat, Garza takes his rose, opens up the back of Gulak's pants, shoves the rose in, then goes behind him and does a nice big kick right up the backside. So, well, he he said he was going to do it. I didn't exactly expect him to do it, but, well, I guess this had, uh, this has Vince written all over it. But whatever, I digress. (laughs) We then move on and had probably one of the funnest things I've seen on Raw in a long time. This whole RK bro has just kind of taken over as one of the best things on Raw. And the fact that Randy seems to be enjoying himself so much during this whole thing, just as icing on the cake. And the fact that my buddy Sam over at Know the Ropes hates this with all of his fiber of his being makes it even sweeter for me. <laughs> because, you know, when I lose, I still win. That's just how this works. So... Riddle being Riddle, just continuing to just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Randy with like a touch of the shoulder. Riddle kind of focuses on him. Randy just goes up to his lips, zips it shut, does the turn. Riddle does the same. And then Randy holds out his hand. Riddle gives him the key. And Randy holds and takes the key back. I almost died. Like I was, I was laughing my ass off. It was just these two are completely polar opposites, and it meshes so well. It's the odd couple, and it's just, it's it's perfect. I t- I'm sw- I'm telling you, they actually then go out and just drop the hammer on both Elias and Jackson Ryder, literally. Our, uh, RKO to Riker from <laughs> from Randy, and then uh, Riddle doing his um, oh, what the hell is his finisher from the top rope? Well, anyways, he lands literally on Elias's face, so that sucked. <laughs> Hopefully, Elias is okay. Um, and RK Bro is now two and zero, so now we have the big tease. The first, during the first match, after they won, 
uh, Renault goes down for his pose, expecting, hoping Randy will do his release the doves behind him. Well, Randy's like, nah, ain't going to happen. He leaves. Tonight, he stands there for a little bit, just kind of staring at Riddle as Riddle's doing his his thing. And then Randy, at the last second before it cuts away, he just walks off. So I'm like, ah, oh, all right, so we're teasing this now. Eventually, it's going to happen, and it's going to be amazing. Um, after that, we moved on to our not-so-open open U.S. Open Challenge. <laughs> Sheamus head to the ring to take on Mansoor. Mansoor with his 49-0 winning streak going into this match. And the match, I wouldn't really call it even. Sheamus was kind of dominating most of it. But Humberto Carrillo gets involved, attacking Sheamus, causing the disqualification. And just like that, Mansoor's undefeated streak is gone. Take that L, sir, with the DQ. And that's how this works. (laughs) We then had an Alexis Playground promo. And I'm telling you, I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it. The last 20 seconds of that promo where Miss Bliss is talking about what has Lily made her do and how she got so afraid and then it was like a light switched and she just went back to being pure evil. It's like it's like the old Alexa Bliss is stuck. And she's trying to come out, or <clears throat> Lily is so evil that even this version of Alexa Bliss does not know what to do. It's fascinating. I know a lot of people are done with this, they're upset because she's essentially what Bray was. Whatever, I get it. We haven't seen Bray in a few weeks now either, which is kind of sad. Um, not just for the fact that I'm a fan of Braves, but just they kind of just let it die. And yes, the Firefly Funhouse is back, but they really haven't done anything with it. Maybe there's going to be some type of trade. Maybe Bray goes to SmackDown. That way he can start doing his stuff over there again. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's all up in the air. But there's also... This also, like I talked about new feuds earlier, very beginning of this podcast. Lily apparently has set her eyes on somebody because Lily's favorite color is red. And in a couple segments tonight, we saw Lily in the background whenever Sonia Deville was in the back. And Sonia was in a completely red suit tonight. So it leads me to believe that Alexa is going to be attacking. Sonya Deville. If that leads to Sonya getting back in the ring, I am all for it. If not, I don't know where this is going to go. But for now, it looks like we have ourselves our first feud. Or it could be all red herring. That's the beauty of it. We're not exactly sure yet. all the signs point to it, but still could be wrong. So we'll see. It's one good thing that, that WWE can do is sometimes when they try to point you in a direction, it's all just 
a disguise. You know, it's a ruse. And it's really going somewhere else. It's misdirection. So we'll see what happens. After that, we then had our WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match uh, with Naomi and Lana taking on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And this match lasted like three minutes tops, which is unfortunate. Sorry. Lana taps out uh, to Shayna. And the champs retain. It's kind of like... WWE has started to go back to the whole, well, we'll give the women three minutes and that's as much they're going to get. The champions didn't even get an entrance. They had the jobber entrance. Naomi and Lana got the actual entrance. It's like, what? No. But whatever. We then went after that to our main event. Uh, Bobby Lashley taking on Braun Strowman. Drew came down halfway through the match, joining commentary. And at the very end, uh, Lashley was thrown to the outside. Braun went to do his train thing. Thank God they've got rid of the music. Uh, Lashley was able to get out of the way. Braun literally ran over Drew as he's sitting in, in his chair. Of course, then Drew gets involved, starts shoving him. Braun gets back in the ring. Drew distracts him. And as Braun turns around, Lashley hits him with a spear, gets the one, two, three. Drew then gets in the ring and drops both of them with claymores. And Drew stands tall as the show ends. So they then dropped a quick match on us for next week. It's going to be Drew McIntyre taking on Bobby Lashley himself. So I fully expect Braun Strowman to get involved. And I fully expect another win by Lashley. And I expect another ridiculous thing to end the show. So... It's pretty cut and dry here. Yes, they're trying to show that Lashley can beat both of them one-on-one, but the, who knows? Maybe he's actually going to lose at the pay-per-view. We'll see what happens. Like I said, they still got two weeks to go. So we'll, uh, we'll know more after next week. So that was Raw. Like I said, it was a much better show than it has been the last few nights, or last few shows, I should say. Um Probably one of the better ones since Mania. Um, maybe even the best one since Mania. So hopefully that's a good sign. I know, like I said, Jason Jordan now is in charge of Raw. So maybe that's uh, Ryan SmackDown. So maybe that's a cross your fingers. Things are actually starting to go for the better. But so I'll give it, I'll give it a C. C plus. We'll give it a C plus. A 77. So it's at the the end of a C plus. So it's still there. It's doing better. Let's hope we can get ourselves up to a B maybe by the end of, you know, the end of uh, the month. We'll see. We'll keep our fingers crossed. But guys, thank you so much for listening. And I've been blabbing on for a half hour. If you guys don't, don't, don't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. You can find myself pretty much anywhere at Scotty J Stream. You can find us at Bedlam Media on Facebook and on Instagram as Bedlam Media. I'm sorry, yeah, on, <laughs> on Facebook and on YouTube as Bedlam Media. On Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. And you can find this podcast on every single podcast platform that's out there. If we're not on one, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it because everybody needs a little better than in their day. Guys, thank
Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week for Raw Review. This week, we still have uh, Sam and mine, our, our normal podcast that will be coming out on Friday. We'll be having, uh, or my SmackDown Sunday will come out on Saturday. Um, tomorrow, actually, is my first uh, 5G injection. I get my first COVID-19 shot. So tweeting tomorrow night and Wednesday might be an interesting challenge, at least for me. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But... <laughs> Guys, thank you, thank you again so much. We really do appreciate you. We will see you next time. Most importantly, though, don't forget to join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.